On this episode, Chris and I have the pleasure of talking with Tomer from Sourcing Monster, and it's another uh, installment of our Amazon seller journey uh, series that we're doing. And Tomer is fantastic. His his YouTube content that he puts out for free for everybody is amazing. His story's cool. He talks about where he is in his business and potentially exiting soon. I had a lot of fun talking with him, Chris. Yeah, he's a he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we covered a lot of topics here. Uh, even his PPC strategy was kind of cool. So, uh, I mean, really good, actually. Uh, so there's a lot of good topics we covered, and he's definitely coming back on. We're going to break down even more topics. So, yeah, uh, he's always he's always welcome. Yeah, just talking about his journey um, and basically going through, like, how he launched his brands. And yeah. the te- I, what I really took away from this was just the his willingness to test, 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 and how he was honest about, like, mistakes that he's made and uh, – things he adjusted. Really cool. I think anybody would take a lot from this episode. So let's jump into our interview with Tomer. What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 158 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone. Brought to you by Solozo. Uh, it's bright and early in the morning here in Kansas City. I know, uh, Tomer, you're in Florida, so it's not a little later. But uh, we are super excited to have you on. Uh, this is going to be another um, Amazon seller journey story. But we're also going to talk, uh, we'll dive into sourcing and sourcing monster. So we're excited to have you, Tomer from Sourcing Monster. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's really a pleasure. We talked a little before uh, the, the live went on and it's really an honor to be here. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> on. Yeah, absolutely. The honor is ours. Um, we love these types of formats where we get to talk about just the journey that other entrepreneurs have taken in their business. Uh, it's just, it, a lot of times it's very inspiring and you learn a lot. It's fun to learn about the mistakes and successes that people have had. Um, so I know a lot of people out there, they've probably heard of you. They've seen you. You're all over YouTube. You put out unbelievable content. Um, so thanks for doing that. Obviously, we love to see. Well, good that's how we found there. them. Yeah, that's how we found you. Um, and it is great stuff. So for everybody who doesn't know you or hasn't heard your story, we'd love to just start with sort of your journey um, in selling and what you're doing on YouTube and what you're doing with Sourcing Monster. So you've got the floor for a few minutes. Let's dive into your background a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, since I was very young, I was really into like computers and uh, uh, back then it was the IRC, the Mirk, where you communicate with uh, people and it was like hacking groups and uh, doing some some uh, shady stuff. Uh, but that was, uh, it was like uh, 10, 11. And uh, since then I was really, uh, you know, interested in, in the internet and w- w- what it is and how you can really uh, reach many people and knowledge uh, from, from your home. And uh, I remember uh, those years I was just all day at my computer. My friends would just, uh, back then you would have the intercom, they will buzz. Uh, I was, I'm from Israel originally and I moved to the States eight years ago. So in Israel they would buzz me, come play, come go outside. And I would, just stay and focus on the computer. I remember that. And uh, my, 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 I remember that was uh, 11, 12 years old. So my mother like asked me, uh, what gift do you want for your upcoming birthday? And I told her, like, I want these like books, like the programming books. So I started to program and uh, copied some other people's websites and played with it. 
Um, and then I started uh, in a hosting company, which uh, failed. I was 14 years old, so it's, I didn't really wow. know what I'm doing. Um, but it really, you know, it was really fun experience going to the data center. They see like a 14 years old trying to plug like, uh, you know, like servers and stuff like that. So that was really cool experience. Um, and since then, I'm really was involved in some Internet uh, stuff, like uh, trying to open websites, affiliate stuff and, uh, you know, some some adventures like that until I was uh uh, I think 18 or 19, joined the family business. It was e-commerce business that my my brother started uh, uh, 22 years ago. It was in the jewelry space, diamonds. And uh, I started very slowly, learned a lot, did SEO, did uh, marketing, and gained a lot of experience. Uh, my goals didn't really align with my brother's goals. So we, at some point, I figured it's not going to really last, you know, for, 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 you know, long time. And I always looked, okay, what can I do? Because I, I really like control. I like to do things by my own. I don't like that people telling me, oh, you have to do this or that or do it that way. Um, you know, I'm very open to hear other people, uh, ideas and, and, and you know, um, uh, their, their way of thinking. But at the end of the day, I like to get the decision. So I knew that I have to find something uh, else to do. So I really was uh, sitting, that was like... Uh, a little over three years ago, sitting, doing a research on where should I really start in a new journey that could replace uh, the income and, and, and you know, I had a family and, and all of that that I had from the other business. And I really decided to go with Amazon uh, FBA because you could really see results very quick relatively to other business models. And investment-wise, the same. You don't really need a lot of money to start a, uh, an Amazon FBA business. Yes, you have. You, you're not gonna see cash quickly, but that wasn't a problem because I had still had my other job. So I decided to go on Amazon FBA. Like um, I had a plan. Uh, if if you guys have time, I can share the, the like what was my plan and how I was yeah. able to achieve it. Yeah. Okay. How do you how do you hear about Amazon FBA? So you, like everyone else, like. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. So it seems like crazy ads with money falling from the sky, you yeah. know. Like, <laughs> I so, love it. Uh, That's exactly yeah. how it worked. <laughs> yeah. So you you would see it all, but not like today. And again, I guess today I'm exposed to this less. I have YouTube, but without the ads enabled. So I basically I'm not really aware to what other people are doing right now. But I'm sure it's always there. You always have those uh, type of gurus that selling dreams and stuff like that. Uh, which I'm totally against. Um, and we're going to talk about it's like what, what I'm doing with the YouTube channel later. But um, yeah, so I saw this ad and, and then started to explore it more. Uh, I saw this guy, Derek Struggle, where he was, uh, you know, uh, having his course and, and promoting stuff. And it was like sounding so simple, right? Mm -hmm. So I jumped into doing like my first product and it was failed. It was like party decorations, very competitive, Chinese sellers, like super um uh like, like i said competitive and it didn't really work and then i was like for a month or two was sitting and saying like whether it's worth it or not like really sitting and, and trying to analyze what happened wrong and uh came across another guy and it seemed to be really legit guy which was my mentor his name is yaniv and and basically like i i felt inside that there is something here but i did something wrong right so mm -hmm. I started to really come up with better plan. The plan was, okay, what are the resources that I have? 
to to really make it successful and of course that that came from the goal first so the goal was to make ten thousand dollars in one year um i mean every month ten thousand dollars profit every month and i was uh saying okay what should i do how much money should i invest how much time i should put what 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 is the plan how i'm going to to um reach my goal and uh and that was something different that i did because for the last 12 years uh or you know what the the nine years before starting amazon i started so many things but i was all over so mm-hmm. i would sell and buy websites i would do some uh, affiliate things I, I everything like like small small things that i did and pretty much all over didn't have the focus didn't really was uh, a laser focused on one thing and really doing everything that i can to to make it happen so i was really um you know saying to myself okay you have to do things differently if you want different results right um and 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 that's what i did i i planned this uh uh the, the 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 plan was to wake up three uh, at four a.m. every day because that's the only time that I had to work on the business. I tried before to work at nights after work after putting my girls to like you know to, uh, to bed and sleep, but it didn't really work. I didn't have enough energy, so I said I must wake up early and just put this time like three dedicated hours every day. And I knew that if I'm going to do it and commit to it one full year. I'm going to see results. I didn't know if I'm going to reach my goal or not, but I knew that good things will happen if I will be focused and just stick to the plan, no matter what the results are. I always really reminded myself this. Don't look at the results. Don't look at the results because that's what happened before. I would start something and then see it doesn't work. Or it doesn't really, you know, uh, goes as expected. And I would just, uh, you know, quit or just don't put enough efforts on it. So my plan is was really stick to the plan. Just do what you uh, told yourself you're going to do. And after a year, you're going to judge. If it didn't work, it's all fine. But at least you gave it all. You stick to the plan and, and you you give it a fair chance, you know. And um, th- that that's what I did. And every day, I remember it was uh, at the beginning, it was very fun. And, you know, even though it was hard to wake up at 4 a.m. every day, it was like fun. And even if I was tired, I would walk up outside, wake up. It was, uh, I was in New Jersey. So I moved to Florida a year ago. Um, so it was pretty cold. It was, uh, I, I started this journey like October. So the cold months came and I was 4 a.m. like freezing outside. I remember that. Like <laughs> went, went, went to a playground, did like push-ups just to wake myself, get this energy on. And then came back home, started to work. Uh, so I had like only two and a half hours because I spent 30 minutes on the, this just morning ritual, like listening to audiobooks and walking and just uh, moving my body just to wake up and, uh, you know, be in high energy. Um, and then with the two, uh, two and a half hours, just worked on the on business. It was at the beginning, of course, a lot of learning. So I would uh, listen to other people and YouTube and focusing on what I really need now. So back then, of course, it was product research because I didn't have a product really uh, uh, find a good uh, product to uh, launch. And then later on, it w- I was focusing on some other stuff. So I always told myself, look, you have only three hours, so you have to be super focused on what you have to do now. What is the priority today? You can't just go and be all over and learn about uh, optimizing your listings when you don't have uh, a product yet. Mm-hmm. And that's something common. People starting and they... You see them watching videos that are not really related to where they are in their uh, journey or in their goal, right? 
they they go they watch some other stuff or they are really distracted by things that aren't doesn't really uh going to influence the bottom line um and it worked uh and after a year I remember that was the last month so uh it was october so only by october 2019 i was able to really reach that goal $10,000 profit I remember that was the best feeling in the world because it was so hard and for the first time in my life I really uh was able to reach that like something that I was telling myself and and setting a goal and really reaching that goal and it was the best most amazing feeling ever and that really gave me so much confidence to do some other stuff and chase some bigger like uh dreams and goals you know I'm sure you had some like life lessons throughout all of that. Uh, looking back on that, if you had to change a few things when you first started out, what would that be? Would it be just being more laser focused, making maybe making more uh, risk? What would that? What would you tell sellers that are in the similar spot you were in to do differently? Yeah, so it's it's definitely like for me, it's the focus. Um, just don't do million things. Just do one thing and do it like the best you can, right? And, and and that's that's what I did differently this year. And you know what was funny, because after that year, uh, I uh, you know uh, set another goal. The goal was to make fifty thousand a month profit, and uh, I was able to reach it. But what happened during the second year is that I lost focus. I uh, after six months, so after a year and a half, I decided to leave the other business uh, that I was a partner in and uh, just focus on, on Amazon FBA full-time. But what happened after that, that I was less focused. I had more time and things started. I had so more distractions. I moved to Florida. I, you know, started, I I, I guess I had too much confidence, thought, thought that everything that I'm going to do going to work great, which uh-huh. didn't. Um, and, and, and that was the mistake, the focus. So the second year I had less focus, and that led to kind of, uh, you know, I reached, I, of course, I, I was uh, reaching my goal and it was all good. But things started to go down or or not the way that I wanted them to be. Um, so focus 100%, Chris, uh, like focus is number one, I think, in, in, any, in anything that you do. I'm a really big believer in that. I think you bring up such a good point. And it's, I can relate completely to that because you, when you start, you do have that energy and that focus and you're like, I got to get it going. But at some point, I mean, this is the beauty of like the FBA model, but I mean, at some point you're just making sales and you got products that are rolling and it, you forget how much work you put in to get it there. And I did the same thing. I was able to quit my job. It was amazing. It was the best feeling ever. Um, but then I didn't spend eight hours a day on my business anymore. You know, I was yeah. like, oh I, oh, I wake up and just refresh. And you're like, oh, no, look, I made so many sales. This is fantastic. And then you start launching just tons of products. You don't pay as, as much attention to it as you did exactly. the first one. I think that's a really good <clears throat> um, just lesson for for people out there. Yeah, um, yeah. and and, and it, that's, you know, that's something that I was really realizing and was able to analyze just a few months ago. Because what I did after I reached the goal, I said, "Okay, I know I have like that, that confident. Everything is good. I, I every everything I'm gonna bring would be a success." And I brought like 30 products in uh, in that year, and a lot of them failed. And mm-hmm. I was saying, you know what? This is a good lesson here for me. I have to be uh, more hands-on, more like I used to be, more focused. 
get to 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 fundamentals that help me reach my goals and uh that's what i was what i was doing like really last few months just getting to what worked for me right like focus not be distracted and just do all of this and big part of it like i have uh you know people reaching out to me and uh uh, some friends that I uh, created through the Amazon space community, which are, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. And why you're not coming to this event, what you're not going to this event or this conference. And, but I always tell them this is destruction for me. If I go and I spend one day just flying somewhere and then spending two more days there and then another day for another, like come back and just get uh, to the rhythm that takes a lot of energy and focus from what I do. So I'm not saying I'm not going to any conferences and stuff like that, but you know, it's 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 for me like it's uh it's it's a way that to, to that I'm really distracted. So I'm really not doing it at the moment. Yeah, it's not like it's the last one, right? Like there's always going to be a conference. So yeah, it's wherever you're at in your business, if it fits in, great. But I love how you say that that was a distraction because a lot of people would be like, let's just go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But if you got your nose to the grind and you're you're working on your business, it is kind of a pushback. You may learn stuff when you go there. You may learn new tactics. But when you get back, you're kind of back to where you were before you even went. You kind of push yourself back a little bit. So I never thought of it like that. But that's a that's a valid point. What is what is something in this space like the Amazon space? What is something that you're really passionate about? Like for me, it's I love finding new product. I, you know, I don't like the analytical stuff. I like to find product and like see if it works. I, I know it, finding product has some analytics to it as well, but I, I enjoy looking for new products. Some people like PPC. What is it for you? Yeah, I, I think it's two areas that I'm good at and I'm passionate about. First one is PPC. Uh, with PPC, that's something that I did before. So it was natural for me to just jump into the Amazon PPC platform. And it looks very natural to me because the same principles as uh you know, Google ads um, and conversion optimization. I love really optimizing listings. It takes little effort to change the big, like the bottom line in such a quick way. And that's amazing. Uh, uh, and that's what I'm focusing on. Like, uh, and, and, and also by every test that you do, that you try to optimize listing, you learn something new that you can apply to other listings. So mm. that's why I love it so much. And uh, people don't really pay enough attention to it. They try to send so much traffic and traffic and traffic, but you just change your main image or with some of the other points in your listing, giving more trust or touching people's emotions in a better way could make a huge difference of 5 to 10% in conversion, let's say, that would lead to, you know, if you break down the, the math. So I did this uh, two days ago with a friend. He's a friend from here, from Florida, that want to start selling and he have a listing and I'm telling him, look, the main image, if you improve it by 5%, and let's say you sell like 3,000 units a month, that's like, with, and, and again, it's not exact numbers, but you could make like three or $4,000 more if you improve it by like 4%. And yeah. you're like cheap on uh, paying pick for some other testing tool, like $300 or $400. You know, it doesn't make sense. People sometimes very cheap on, on, on some, some stuff, but they don't realize that the, the return on it, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the images, uh, I mean, you got to pay up for them if you want good ones. Don't skip out on the images. That's that's what everybody's, that's what customers see when they type in your search terms and they find your product. And if you don't have good images, uh, you're just shorting yourself. Yeah. yeah. And to your point, I mean, Chris and I, we talk to sellers all the time because they're looking to, 
enhance their advertising. And so when we get on, when we're on initial consultation with them, we look at their listings and I mean, that's where it starts. I mean, you could drive all the traffic you want, like you mentioned, but a one really quick way to lower your ACOS is to improve your conversion rate. If you yeah. sell more to the traffic that's already coming, you're going to be more profitable. And you, you're right about that. And it's it should be something that uh, you focus on. That's an area, like when you're talking about um, when you just get a little bit disconnected from your business, a little bit comfortable, those are the kinds of things that you stop doing. You're like, oh, it's good. This listing's totally fine. I'm generating sales. And you stop trying to make those incremental improvements. Yeah, and I want to add something, Dustin. So sometimes people, like you said, they have a good converting listing. Let's say even like... I, now it happened to me, I have a listing with a 40% conversion rate. And you say to yourself, what else you can do to improve it? It's going yeah. to be hard. But I was surprised and I never come with assumptions. You know, this is something I learned really the, the hard lesson with some other uh, things in life. You never come up with assumptions, always try to improve it. And with the 40% listing with that, tons of traffic, 40% uh, conversion, uh, like even one or two or 3%, that's going to make a big difference. So always try to test and I like to focus there first and, and then on some other stuff, you know, that's what I'm really love. You mentioned early on that you have a plan. You had a plan, like a, um, a launching plan. Let's go through that a little bit. Let's talk about how you how, how you structure your launches sort of from start to finish. Product launches. Yeah. Okay. So I'm always changing things. So, um, you know, what worked for me two years ago, it's not going to work today. And to be honest, this year, I didn't really launch a lot of products because I'm in the phase of uh, exiting, preparing it, you know, okay. and some agents that are not good, we're cleaning them out and pretty much like in in uh, two months, uh, end of December, we're going to go to the market. Uh, so really the plan is not to mess up and launch so many products, but basically um, just be very aggressive. Uh, I just recently up, uh, 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 uploaded a video that is doing very well on YouTube. It, it was yesterday, actually, about giveaways. We all know what happened, like, I think it's two weeks ago that Amazon uh, right. announced about rebates, key elite sellers, that giveaways are not allowed. We all knew that it's not allowed. It's search manipulation. And I was against this method of doing giveaways, like, since the beginning, because I wanted to do something that is sustainable uh, compliance. I didn't want troubles, you know, I or heard about all these stories that people get banned, be uh, suspended. And I just did wanted to do things safe. You know, that's my only income and I have a family and I didn't want to take risks. That's my approach. I know other people doing some other stuff and it really depends where you are in life. I guess if you sold a business for 20 million and you just started again, you don't really care and you're going to do like a ton of giveaways and it's not a problem. Um, but for myself, I didn't really like it, but I went to, uh, a month ago or two months ago to, uh, two conferences with really high, uh, uh, and big sellers, uh, even nine figure sellers and everyone was doing giveaways. And I was telling myself, must be something here. Everyone doing it, especially the big sellers. I'm missing here something. I'm doing something wrong. And I, I really like, uh, changed the way I think and, and tried giveaways and it worked amazingly. <laughs> I was able to revive some uh, ASINs and push other keywords on uh, good ASINs to top positions. Um, and then this thing happened like two weeks ago. And it made me think, you know what? It maybe happened for a reason for myself because that I, I don't want to do it. You know, after thinking about this 
and hearing stories about people doing giveaways and then selling the business without telling the aggregators or whoever they bought that they did giveaways or did crazy stuff. I like, you know, this, the, the, the person or company going to buy my business, I don't want them to get in trouble. Honestly, I don't want them to, I want to give them a clean and good business. Of course I did it like in a very like the uh, limited tested uh, things more and didn't do it in an aggressive way, but it was a way for me to really realize that, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. And it and and it's not really sustainable, you know. For me, it's not something that I want to do or continue doing. And um, uh, I shifted from uh, so so product launches are now. We have another product that's coming, going to be like I did before. Just bring a good product to the market, do aggressive PPC. You you're gonna lose some money at the beginning, mm-hmm. and just uh, you just have to really optimize and get those sales and reviews and find those keywords. Focus on what. Keywords that convert well. Don't focus on things that are going to be temporary. So, for example, with giveaways, yeah, you can take a broad keyword with ton of search volume. Do uh, do the giveaways and rank number one or two, but it's temporary win. Eventually, Amazon see your conversions. They see the the, the engagement and they see some other metrics, and, the, and and you will fall back unless you keep doing the giveaways or very aggressive with PPC. So there is the other approach of saying. Focus on what your your good keywords are. Focus on where the keywords that you have good conversions and put your money there. And don't try to go for keywords that you're in any way your conversion is bad and whatever efforts you're trying to do are not going to really work and uh, be very cost effective. What's your uh, PPC? Obviously, Dustin and I enjoy that as well. Uh, What's your structure look like for launching a new product for PPC? Uh, there's different, what I love about this is everybody can have a different structure. Like some people do broad phrase some people just do exact, you can do product targeting. Like there's so many different options. Wh- where do you go with your structure with a product launch? Okay. So the same with the product, like w- what I said before, I like to really test and always see what works and hear some other people advice, but they're all kind of the same. You know, you discover a new keyword. I mean, you do your initiate uh, research, find good list of keywords. Uh, in my case, it's like 20 do exact uh, pro- uh, manual campaign for those 20, the same with the product targeting, 20 ASINs, starting to get more reviews and more data. Uh, cre- I'm, I'm sorry, uh, getting few reviews, uh, creating auto campaign with very aggressive uh, uh, bidding. Recently, I was exposed um, to a tool that is basically creating for you uh, a lot of auto campaigns with bid tiers. Uh, so they will start with uh, 50 cents, 60 cents, uh, 70, uh, like 15 or 20 campaigns like that. Then they re-optimize it by doing it by smaller bids. Like uh, let's say you figure out your speed spot is 90 cents. You're going to create 91, 92. Basically, you're trying to target with a different type of campaigns, different audiences and, and, and targeting. Uh, that uh, And giving Amazon AI the, the, the power pretty much. Um but yeah, that's interesting. Of course, on launch, focus on one keyword that I think it's going to convert well, and uh, optimizing my ranking only to that keyword. So it's going to be in the title first thing, and I'm going to create an exact campaign for that keyword, and really trying to rank number one for that. Uh, and usually, it's very quick. Like, you know, how long do you keep that campaign running? Do you ever just like transition to more of like a discovery campaign after you? Got some reviews, or is it always like exact match, exact match, and be really aggressive on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I get some data from the auto, 
I'm creating more ad groups in the exact campaign that I had with the 20 keywords that I found and targeting them broad and phrase and creating funnels. Gotcha. Yeah. And the whole point, the whole point is just to discover all those words that convert the highest and then allocate more and more and more of your budget there. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the more time passed, adding more type of campaigns, sponsor display, brand videos, product video targeting work really great lately. I, I guess not many people are using it yet. So it works that great. Uh, so that's really uh, easy wins to anyone that uh, listen to this. Just create a uh, product. So sponsored brand video campaign with product targeting. Uh, target the category and like bunch of uh, ASINs and just let it uh, optimize the bids. Worked really great. Optimize for impressions also worked from like work really good lately. Uh, it's new feature that Amazon released. So for the sponsored display. Uh, you uh, for the objective instead of optimize for page visits, you optimize for impressions. There is a weird thing there that made me pause the campaign. Be- the data is very delayed, so you would see things like only after like a week, uh, which is weird comparing some other type of campaigns. And because I saw that I'm spending like too much money and no conversion, I paused the campaign. They came back to it after a week and seeing, oh, what, what is that? Like, I see the conversions there and I like, immediately <laughs> enabled it. And it's also very good uh, return ROS uh, and uh, ACOS. And yeah, always trying like those new type of campaigns because it takes time for uh, the like everyone else to get. Oh, for sure. What about uh, when you're launching? Do you utilize any off Amazon type strategies? Are you doing Google mark Google ads, Facebook yeah. marketing? We had uh, Gracie Ryback on yesterday, who's an influencer. Uh, I mean, are you doing any influencer marketing? What other tactics are you using to really boost that launch? Yeah, yeah. So with Google ads, it worked really good uh, to to rank. So in that video that I mentioned yesterday, I mentioned that okay, giveaways. It's not an option to anyone that want to be in risk. I mean, there are crazy people there that probably doing it in a very like uh, in a very sophisticated way that. No one could really see what they are doing, but I, I'm not in that game. You know, don't, don't like this feeling living in a fear and like something will happen to my account. Uh, but but for those that are like me, uh, they can do external traffic. It works great. You have Amazon attribution to help you see whether your efforts are good or not. A little a trick that I like to do to help you really uh, figuring out which keywords are helping uh, your efforts. So with Google Ads, you send the traffic. And Amazon uh, don't tell you which keyword converted. Obviously, you can't put your own pixel on Amazon, right? So what I do is I break down each keyword on Google Ads campaign to an ad group. And each ad group have a unique Amazon attribution link. That way I can see, okay, this keyword gave me 20, uh, better control pretty much, better measuring. And it helps you really uh, laser target the, the traffic. And after a while, post the dead groups that don't do well or reduce bids and increase bids on some other things that work well. So that's a good way to really measure your effort or your external traffic uh, work. And whether you do it on Pinterest or anywhere else, try to really uh, be like break it down into small um how I would describe it. So on uh, Google Ads, you can break it down to ad groups. The same with Facebook, you can break it down to ad groups. But Pinterest, you can basically create an uh, an ad type for each type of audience, I guess, or targeting that you do to see what works. 
That's a really recently your uh, website sourcing monster. Um, What's, what's really great about this space is like, we all get into this and then we find an area where we really like. And so then we start to do like another side business based on that area. So tell us what sourcing monster does. Yeah. So it's a YouTube channel. That's how I started. And I started uh, a year after I was in my, you know, in uh, selling on Amazon. Uh, because I felt that I'm, I'm so passionate. I just want to share what, what I do, what works for me. And I knew that there are much bigger sellers and much smarter people in the space. But, you know, still everyone have their own angle of looking at things. And I felt that I have something to share. And that's why, why I started this. Um, that's the main reason. Of course, at the end of the day, I want, I want to create another stream of income through this. But it's not something in the short term. I'm, lo- I'm looking at it more like five years. Uh, 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 goal. I want to be really the best resource for Amazon FBA news or or tutorials or updates that you know people go to when they need information about Amazon uh, or Walmart. Walmart, it's uh, uh, you know, yesterday we went uh, went with a few friends that are also sellers to uh, a bar here, and uh, we had a few drinks and we talked about like how Walmart um, is going to really you know like if they really want take over Amazon. And, um, you know, we had a little argument who is bigger and different as Walmart is much bigger than uh, as far as combat, like worth, net worth. And we started to Google numbers and stuff. But I really <laughs> think Walmart is going to be something big, you know, like a lot of people thinking. And uh, I want to be a resource and, you know, a source for news there, too. Um, I don't really have an agenda. I'm not selling anything through this channel or promoting anything. I I actually promote some, you know, tools and stuff that people anyway need, like LinkedIn and some stuff like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I did, and it allowed me to connect with many many other sellers and people, and that's that's to me w- was worth everything. Even though at the beginning it was very hard, I had to do the video editing, I had to f- do the keyword uh, research and titles and all of that. Now it's my the people in my team doing it, so it's. I just kind of jump, record 20, 30 minutes and pass it to them. So it's an easier process um, and much faster. And I also bring my team that do, you know, Amazon stuff to record videos too. So I'm leveraging other people to create more content. Um, And uh, that's how I'm able to uh, upload a lot of videos and and content and uh, able to connect with people like you so it's you know learning from everyone really it's really an amazing journey for me it is and there's there's something also about when you uh when you teach something you all you start to understand it better yourself as yeah. well i feel like yeah. and um just the amount of content and the quality of your content is fantastic i know it's it's helped tons and tons of people out Thank there you. for sure uh start their business um it's amazing, really. And you offer coaching as well? I do offer, but I always increase the price so I get less people to book it. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, it, it like like focus, right? It takes a lot of energy from me and, and, and destruction. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I like and love doing it. But, you know, I, I, I it really conflict with my other goals. So I'm not really focusing on coaching, to be honest. How's I did the, recently uh, partner through the YouTube channel, so I partnered with the logistic company, and we offer like freight forwarders, like freight forwarding services and 3PL services in the US. So this is a, a business that is working for like it's a family business, 
um, and 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 he wanted really to penetrate to the market here in the U.S. We is not from here; it's from Israel, um, and that's what I did. I was able to collaborate and open myself to new adventures and and stuff. So that's really amazing for me. Well, you got a lot of good content. There's definitely a lot of good videos on here, and it's all up to date. I mean, you just posted like six videos within a week, so uh, <laughs> you're obviously making a lot of content. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you're exiting in about a, you're going to get a go market in a couple months. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing now, or what have you done this year to get to that point? Okay, good question. So, like I said, removing agents that are, so this brand had a lot of mixed items. So when I started for me naturally was to go into the jewelry space that's what i did for 10 years and uh i was managing like the factory and the marketing and knew everything about jewelry so for me just bringing a jewelry related tools that was the first item then when uh i saw that it's not a big enough market on amazon i started to look on other categories and niches and brought some other uh, health and beauty products then gardening products then toys like many not related to each other uh, categories and niches. And from a buyer point of view, it's not a good uh, thing to do because it's, a, you know, more, more things for them to manage. They like to see that you're in one space good where they can, you know, focus. It's too many things. So we removed some categories that are not really profitable or profitable or not enough profitable, profitable and focusing on the products that are selling well. That was the strategy. So we moved like 15 ASINs, didn't reorder, let the stock sell out and uh, added more variations from the, the items that are actually selling well. That was the strategy, of course, to increase the numbers. I was about to sell it in February uh, this year, 2021. And really last minute, was about to sign the contract last minute, decided not to because I saw where the multiples are going to. And I just had the feeling that this business have so much potential. Like my my products still have potential. I was able after that to get the best seller badge and increase my market. Then it went down April and uh, May. I think it's eighty percent of the accounts on Amazon went like performance went down. I guess I guess it's COVID or whatever was happening there. It's uh, not just me. And it went down and it was like, I was supposed to sell it in February. It was a better decision. <laughs> and, and all this stress, you have this stress building up like a month after month, you know, you really want to sell it. But I guess that uh, I took the decision and I have to live with it. And it was, you know, it's, it's a learning for me um, for the future. If you have something good in your hands and you're happy with it, just, just, just take it, you know. Um, but of course, it depends on... The, the situation and many other factors and what i do now so uh, a few weeks ago um so who represent me it's fortunate you probably heard about them uh yael kabili and i sat with their team and they was able to come up uh, with their own perspective and tell me look tomer you're doing well but the tacos is very hard the margins are very high so you're getting a lot of sales from ppc but organically you're not doing that great so focusing now on recently worked amazing day parting so took experimented okay i started with the slow moving asin experiment this actually the theory behind it is that some people saying okay if you do day parting you're losing all these sales that come at night and all this search volume and that was i was scared of right and i said to myself let's experiment don't come with assumptions again let's just try it and actually with less budget i'm getting more sales now and the theory that I'm thinking of 
is, is the following. What I think is that you give Amazon much better signals. You give them that, okay, for this amount of traffic, you're converting much better and you're converting in uh, much better during those hours. And it actually improve your rankings organically. That's what I'm thinking. That's what actually happening. And, and, and actually I'm getting not just like two or three cells with less budget. I'm getting like if percentage, so from 20 cells, 30 cells a day, I'm getting 50 to 60 now. It's like almost mm -hmm. doubling. So now I'm really testing it with more and more ASINs, trying basically to reduce the amount, the spend on PPC and to see the performance, like whether it's going down or not. For those, uh, for those in this space, what, what is day parting doing? I, I mean, I don't know the three of us know what that is, but what exactly does day parting mean? Yeah, so you figure out what are the best hours during the day, and it could be, of course, for days of the week, that your product is converting on. And you can do it manually. I build tool that just download the Excel or you have some, you know, PNL tools that do it for you. Um, if, I'm, if I'm not wrong, maybe Amazon, there is one report that is also showing you this, but I'm not pretty, I'm not 100% sure about it. And you figure out, okay, between seven uh, in the morning to eight uh, evening, you're converting like the, the best. So what you do, you stop your ads after eight o'clock and you start and you resume them again at 7 a.m. Of course, you don't do it manually. There are plenty of tools. I'm sure you, your tool yeah. is doing it as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So um, your tool could help people doing that. And uh, just check by the results. Look at the performance and, and see, okay, I'm spending the same amount of money. Usually you will spend less because you will not show uh, 24 hours. So you will pay uh, less and you can get the same amount of sales or more. Of course, it could be lower. You never know. You have to try and test. Mm. There's a theme. There's a theme to everything that basically everything that you're talking about, and it's it's something that I've been really focused on recently, and something I've been trying to um, help other sellers with is when you sell. You mentioned it like it's like FOMO. It's like fear of missing out. Like if you turn your ads off, it's like oh yeah. my god, I, oh, everybody else is going to get sales but me. And it's like, if you've got uh, 10 keywords in your campaign instead of 10,000, it's like, oh, you're missing out on everything. Yeah. Um, and, and, or if you've got, or if you're like cleaning up products, like you're talking about, because these products have a lower profit margin, you could allocate that capital. It's, it's all about focusing on conversions. And you made a good point. You're sending the right signals to Amazon. And it's like Amazon bases almost everything in terms of ranking off of the conversion rate. I mean, they do not want something up there showing at the top of the search that has a lower conversion rate. And if you're only showing that product when it converts at the right time, like with day parting, you're helping those signals out. I think it's, I think it's everybody who's listening can take a lot from what you're talking about. Just focus, 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 focus on what works and test to figure it out. It's yeah. really and with Google ads, you know what's funny? I was testing it at least five times and it didn't work. So at first I tested it before even attribution came in. Didn't really work. I posed it a few months, but then tested it again. Didn't work. Tested it again. So even if something doesn't work, it doesn't mean that it won't work in the future. Maybe you did something wrong. And, you know, that's why I like to consume a lot of information. So during my day, I always have things running on, whether it's podcasts, 
courses, stuff like I, I even if I'm not taking like 100%, which like it's probably what's happening, maybe I take 20 or 30% from each thing because I'm doing some other stuff. I still able to take some things and write notes. And even if I'm not writing anything, it still go to your unconscious mind and it helps you somehow in the future, I guess. Well, it's, what's crazy is, you know, I think Dustin's the same. We'll have something on, and then when you hear something that you never heard before, you're like, what? Yeah, what you're like, like what is up? that? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. things won't work always, right? Things, uh, let's say you try this day parting, it's not working, but you have to understand and set the right expectations. Not everything going to work. Not everything going to be like a huge win, and that's okay. That's part of the game. Even if you try eight, uh, 10 things and only uh, two works and eight fail. It's it's good. I'll take it any day, right? Yeah, it's true. And everybody's looking for like the holy grail or coming to you. They're like, what is the answer to my problem? And then always, almost always it's testing. Just test, test and see if it works and then keep testing more. I love it, man. You've, you're a wealth of knowledge. We've, we've got to make sure we get it, you on again. We can talk about all these topics, but Thank For everybody you. who's out here right now listening and they want to hear more from you, tell them how they can find you on YouTube, any other social platforms that you're on or any anywhere else that they can find you. Let them know. Yeah, so it's uh, YouTube. It's Sourcing uh, Monster. You can search for it. Or I'm on uh, recently started to really build my LinkedIn profile and uh, share things there. So also on LinkedIn, it's Tomer. I'm going to put a link in the description. Uh, so if, you know, if you're online listening or something or driving, you can check out the link in the description. It goes right to his YouTube channel. Yep. And the website, sourcing-monster.com. So everyone can check it out. 44 minutes already. It felt like 10 minutes. I right? know, right? It always I know. It's so fun to talk about this. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours, but uh let's do this again let's come up we'll, we'll come up with some some more specific topics i mean you i love talking to people that test and can come back and like show this is the results of my test this is what worked that to me is the most fascinating type of conversation because it and it's like with your youtube channel you're you're never ever gonna run out of content to produce because it's also testing there so i was testing three videos and now i'm testing like you know people saying you have to create long videos now i'm testing with short videos two three minutes so you know always testing and i i love testing because it gives you confidence in what you do like what yeah. works what doesn't right yeah i love it it's funny we, when we started the podcast people were we we're pretty ambitious we're like we'll we'll try to do one a day and everyone's like are you gonna have enough topics to cover I'm like <laughs> We think so. <laughs> it changed every day. There's something new to talk about on, on Amazon. So true. All right. Well, we will definitely, definitely get you back on in the future. And everyone, make sure you go check out all of his content. It's fantastic. He does a great job. Great production. Great value in there. So check him out. Follow him on all of his socials on LinkedIn. Check out his new updated profile on LinkedIn. And uh, go check him out on the website. Uh, also, if you like content like this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can also see us live stream this on uh, Solozo's Facebook page, LinkedIn page, and YouTube channel. Turn on notifications so you get notified when we go live with amazing people like Tomer all the, and all the knowledge that he brings. And additionally, if you need help with advertising or you want to implement some of the day parting strategies that Tomer talked about, Solozo is your answer. Go to solozo.com. You can book a demo with Chris or myself. 
We'd be more than happy to talk about your campaigns now, how using Solozo to automate and optimize whatever your exact strategy is, and using our data that we pull in to figure out what times of the day you pro your product does convert well. We've got a great heat maps that show when you're making sales for your products so you know where when's a good time to day part. We can show you all of that. Uh, so make sure you check out solozo.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tomer, thanks so much. It's been a blast talking Thank to you. you. Thank you very much. We will stay in touch for sure. Yeah, hopefully we can talk. I have another uh, after I'm selling, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Yes. And all of that. We have to hear all about it for sure. So yeah. Yeah. good, good luck with guys. all of that. And thanks for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.